following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 80 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We come to you every Monday with a brand new episode. Dave... It finally happened. All right. Uh, it's been about a month. It's been about a month of me complaining nonstop. Uh, I don't like WandaVision. I'm not happy with WandaVision. Yeah. And finally, I really like. They heard episode. your voice. Oh, they heard my voice. I really liked an episode. Uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of WandaVision spoilers a little bit later. Uh, but um, yeah, it's I'm pretty happy with this episode that we recorded because it's it's monumentous in many ways. One, we got to bring back Matt Nix, which is always fun for us. Like I, yeah, yeah, I always enjoy talking to the boy. You know, I I love him dearly. He's like my brother. Um, yeah. But also, we're at 80 episodes, and uh, yeah, like the first one that we recorded with him was episode two. And again, you know, without spoiling the contents of this actual episode this this trip with met nicks that we take wink wink um uh yeah like he was the one who kind of encouraged us to begin with like hey yeah yeah, like you guys should do it and now the fact that we're like at 80 episodes in like that's always crazy um like yesterday i uh so yesterday um i recorded an an extra bonus episode that we would be coming out this galentine's day uh on saturday the 13th uh it was with uh, i mentioned her all the time vivian my friend vivian uh as well as with my friends hondra and diana uh like we've all been friends since high school we've basically been friends since like 13 14 we kind of hung we hung out at vivian's house just had some food um hondra got stuck in the snow and i had to fucking help push her car out so that was my shoulders definitely feeling that so we're definitely not 13 14 like we used to be because now yeah, my right. <laughs> now my shoulders feeling those kinds of injuries uh but like we kind of just sat around and it was like one of those things where they they would ask me about the podcast obviously not vivian as much because she listens every week but like diana yeah. and hondra kept asking me about like things about the podcast and like they'd it, things to me that don't really seem like i like they'd be like oh wow like how long you've been doing this and i'm like I guess like a year and a half now and they'd just be like what that's so crazy oh my god and i'm like huh yeah i guess we have just consistently been doing this for that long and like it doesn't i mean at least to me i don't know i can't speak for you doesn't really feel like it's been that long that we've been doing this no it's it's weird and like i'll i'll equate it to having a kid because this is kind of our baby you know our scrump and stink uh love child baby <laughs> yeah but uh you, like when you have a kid and like i think most parents will attest to this you'll wake up one day and your kid is 10 and then you're like it's been 10 years and then in some ways it's gone quickly and it seems like we just did started the podcast and in some ways it seems like the podcast always has been do you, do you know what I'm, do you ever get that feeling like we've been doing it for a while and it just seems like it's what we do, and so uh, it's definitely gone quick, but uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely get that sentiment just because, like, especially with the earlier episodes, I very much feel like it was, and I think because we didn't have the studio space, 
it was a lot of like running or we didn't really have like a set schedule either. You know, sometimes we recorded yeah. this day, sometimes we recorded that day. It was kind of just like a lot of running around. We were both kind of like chicken little, just like ah. panicking. Yeah, panicking <laughs> when things were going to get done. And like, I wasn't too familiar with the episode. Like, I specifically, I remember the Ethan Page episode that we did. Um, everything went wrong that could have went wrong. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I don't even. I believe we we released that uh, that one like that Wednesday because there was just there's so much like instead of like the traditional Monday episode, there's just so much right. like technical issues. I couldn't figure it out, and like I was so frustrated that I, I was just like I I don't, I don't know what to do. I was like we can't we can't not release an episode. Um, but thankfully, like now we're at the point where uh, things for the most part go pretty smooth, and you know we yeah. have everything down and. Uh, yeah, it's just you know, I I think that's awesome. Uh, and then as well, well also there there was the big gigantic thing of you know right when we were kind of hitting our stride, uh, COVID happened, and we're like, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get guests and stuff? Well, because um, a, a big thing with us too was like no phone interviews, right? Yeah, and I th- which is a lofty goal, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think we we did well, you know, for like yeah. the first what. F- like 50 ish episodes for about the first year um yeah that was pretty good and you know what one thing i will say too is that like a lot of uh a lot of this has also come from like the uh support of all you people like first off like shout out our sponsors you know m3 toys cryptic closet gorilla publishing freelance wrestling like um they help spread the word every week you know and all of you do all whether it's uh you know a a tweet or retweet or just posting about it like it definitely helps like i was uh um looking at the at the itunes reviews and i believe it was uh our our buddy anthony who left a, a nice review for us the other day um he also posted a tiktok dancing some avenger stance and one of our scrump and stank shirts and i was like hell yeah scrump and stank but like we had this last so there's an ongoing theme here where we sometimes last few sales we've forgotten to talk about (laughs) um and i think it's mostly because like i i mean i don't work on any of the graphics or anything like that and it's not usually to like i come in one day and there's a fuck ton of boxes and i'm like what happened and they're like the sale and i'm like oh yeah that was a thing well and then and then for me like a lot of times I do the graphics like weeks ahead of time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sometimes it's the same thing with like, like if I'm doing micro brawlers, which we'll probably get back, we'll get to later on in the, in this uh, episode. But like uh, I'll do them weeks in advance because there's a lot of planning and logistics that go into it. And then I'll just like, I'll forget that they haven't released yet or something. And like, there's been a couple of times where people have talked to me about stuff and I've almost let it slip because I didn't realize they didn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I think you were like, "Hey, do we have a sale coming up?" I was like, "I don't, I don't remember. I don't know." And it, it, it had been weeks since I made the graphics. So. But they, thankfully, though, you know, we have uh, these wonderful friends of the show who uh, bought yes. some of our T-shirts. So I really quickly, I wanted to shout out um, the aforementioned Vivian because again, she she bought you know some of our stuff as well as Clifford Fraser. I, I love me some Clifford Fraser. Um, you know, wonderful man that boy. That boy is. He comes into the shop and and brings joy to everyone. Oh yeah. Um, a shout out to our boy Joshua Davis too. Joshua always he's a big retweeter, always supporting us. And then of course, how could we forget the the one and only Ryan Crossley? Um, and so hey, again, if you 
you know didn't buy a t-shirt don't worry you know we still love and support all you guys um it's again it's a wonderful little community we've cultivated not the biggest but again just you know we we love seeing the the reception that you guys have to our episodes because uh dave and i we do put a lot of work into this so it is mm-hmm. uh positive words of affirmation are a nice thing to hear sometimes and, and listen you don't have to fucking every episode tell us how great or how bad it is you know uh but just (laughs) you know it's it's nice to know that you know the the drugs delaney and the drew boyds and the the ryan mears that they're all they're all there uh you know retweeting and liking our stuff that always warms our hearts you know if yeah you know if the world can have one more trevor outlaw who you know will post about our episodes the way he does then uh you know everything is good with the world but you mentioned micro brawlers and there was a little bit of there was two micro brawler fiascos this week uh the first one the the matt nicks one the kind of uh you know tying with this week's episode why don't you talk a little bit about what happened there dave well so they're both kind of connected we, we had been planning a major macho man event for you know a little bit now and um we just got a bunch of these micro brawler protectors in. So we, we were trying to make sure that when we do go live with Macho Man, they're able to add micro brawler protectors, you know, as an add on, mm-hmm. because we all like, we all like our packaging to be nice and safe when, when we're collecting. And so I, the, the running joke is always that we put up test products on Matt Nick's page because he doesn't get customers coming in. It's a cruel joke. And I will tell you because of that, I, when we first started doing it, I kept telling Michael and Ryan, I was like, we should really just make a, like a test user that no one can see. And they're like, oh, we'll just put it on Nick's page. No one will notice. And we're all, ha, 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 right? And then we put this test product page, not even a picture. It just says micro brawler product. And it's a picture of a micro brawler protector just as a test, just to see how it, how it looks. And, you know, we mentioned Ryan Crossley. I think he bought like 10 of them. Like he, he instantly found it and then the word spread. And then I think like 30 or 40 of these things got bought um, within minutes of us posting it up. And I think people thought it was maybe kind of like a secret micro brawler thing and they wanted to get in on it before a countdown started. And so, you know, I went to, I went to Nick and I told him, Hey, people thought it was a Matt Nick's brawler. And he's like, Oh, that's sweet. He's like, and Nick is such a sweet boy that he's like, no one would buy a, a Nick micro brawler. I'm like, come on. But you know, <laughs> wasn't, we're, uh, wasn't there something like 30 people that bought them? It was like 30 or 40, something like that. And, and then Ryan, you know, he went on the VIP group and he was like, he's like, Hey, thanks for buying our test product. You just delayed our testing by two hours. Cause then we had to turn around and refund everyone. And so like we had to do further testing. So we put a note on there saying, this is a test. If you buy it, you'll receive an empty box and we will not refund you. So uh, that happened. But that was setting the stage for our Macho Man Micro Baller Madness event, <laughs> which I, you know, I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot toot. It was my idea. So if you got any hate, don't direct it at Ryan, direct it at me. But the idea was, well, you see it, Berto. Anytime, no matter what method we release a micro brawler, what inevitably happens? Complaining. There's, there's never. I, I am not being hyperbolic, in yeah. in the slightest bit when I say there has never once been any release of any micro brawler ever where there's been zero complaint. 
whether it's yeah. like the limited releases, whether it's like the the Vader one, like doesn't matter. <clears throat> yeah, there, there will inevitably be people just complaining. Yeah, it, it to doesn't... the to the points where you know we had teased that we're doing like uh, Iron Sheik for a while, and then we decided we're going to do Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle wanted one hundred and fifty brawlers. That's what he wanted. And, of course, we are here at the service of the wrestler, you know, and, and not vice versa. If the wrestler wants something and it's in our power to do it, we, we do it for them, right? So, of course, uh, we got the new packaging. The micro brawler looks great. And it's, it's a big superstar that everyone wants. And it's going to be scarce, so the value is going to go up on eBay or wherever. So people got mad that it's sold out in like five minutes. And then we literally had people calling and bombarding Maggie, our customer service specialist, screaming at her, cursing, saying I was changing my cat litter for 32 minutes, which was an actual thing that was said. Um, and it's ridiculous. Like, you know, if you're a fan of ours and you like micro brawlers, I'm sure you're a sane person. But to everyone else out there, just because it exists doesn't mean you have to have it, one. And two, some things are just hot items that aren't in infinity quantities. That's just what happens, especially if a wrestler asks for it. We can't just say, but Kurt, so many people will like these. Let's just make 5,000 of them. That's not what he wanted, right? Mm -hmm. So um, same thing with the Vader thing. So we, we thought, okay. We want to sell as many Vaders as possible, but like you also got to create a little urgency. So we said, we'll give you 24 hours to purchase one. Everyone was happy, except for the people that we had a little joke at the bottom that said, we hope the collector community will be happy with this decision because of all the outrage. And people were outraged about that little joke. And so uh, it's been kind of an antagonistic, uh, symbiotic relationship between us and the sellers and Ryan, especially because. He doesn't have to put these out and he likes them. He, he's clearly a micro brawler collector. He has every single one. Um, but sometimes there's, there's points where he says, I just, I'm not going to release any more micro brawlers. It's not worth the bitching. And so we go between that, but like that'll probably never happen guys. We'll keep making them. But I decided, why don't I go to Ryan and say, Let's make micro brawlers, but let's make let's make one guy and we'll do limited runs so like special collectors can get a rare one and then we'll do different colorways and if let's say you're changing your cat litter for 32 minutes at 10 p.m. we'll release another version of it and at least you have a macho man in your collection of that style. And so every 2 hours starting at 10 o'clock central standard time or yeah 10 o'clock we would release one and we weren't telling anyone. So at first they thought it was just one macho man. And then I was like, Ryan, then we release a second one. And then by the third one, they'll re start realizing what we're doing. <laughs> and so we did that and it was pandemonium all day. I mean, you, you were in the, in the group kind of helping troll a little bit <laughs> posting my wife's going to kill me. Oh, the amount of my wife's going to kill me. I mean, listen, and Hey, I, again, I'm not a married person. I don't know the, you know, the, what well, the comings and goings of being a married. The, the economics. The economics. The, the amount, the amount of 
my wife is going to kill me. My wife is going to kill me. Listen, if your wife is that anal about what you do or do not purchase and is going to get that angry about three inches of plastic that you're buying, then maybe you shouldn't be purchasing a toy. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. If if your major concern is the reaction of what your wife is going to say for purchasing a $30 toy. Or maybe you should have a very frank discussion with your wife. Yeah. Either way. Either way. <laughs> Either way. But so and, – and then you know there, there was little snags like we did a, a, a Mega Powers-inspired Macho Man. But like we put the stars on it because it's not Mega Powers. We called it Mega. But guess who owns Mega Powers, guys? WWE. So we can't use that. So it's inspired by. And then – I did a black colorway, which everyone hated, but it was inspired by him being in the NWO. And everyone's like, why don't you do Macho Madness? It's like, because we don't own Macho Madness. So we kept doing this. But I will say, overall, great success. And I think we sold more micro ballers than we ever have. I mean, I'm sure we have. And then maybe we sold more micro ballers that day than ever. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so if you collected all six, congratulations. I hope your wife doesn't uh, divorce you, but uh, it was pretty fun. And I think it was kind of fun for the community because a lot of them were like, you know, we, we would get comments like, is this some kind of psychological torture test? Uh, dude, <laughs> there, there was some guy, some uh, some dude who was just like, I there has to be reasoning behind this. I know it. There's something big <laughs> happening. There, ha And it's just like, no. this. No. You, you know what was the reasoning behind this? Hey Ryan, wouldn't it be funny? Yeah, it yeah. would. That's it. Well, and here's here's the other caveat too. Ryan's Ryan's addition to the idea was every time we release a new one, we'll just add two dollars to it. <laughs> and so eventually, the very last one was going to be like twenty six dollars or something. But like midway through, Ryan was like, uh, originally there was supposed to be five. <laughs> And then he goes, how about on the last one, we do it for twelve ninety nine to really screw with them? And then I say, I say, okay, that's a great idea. Then they can't complain. And then that one was doing really well. And then Ryan's like, let's release a lime green one right now for five ninety nine. And so, listen, if you, if you waited to the end, you got a really cheap one. It was a fun little experiment. And I got to say, like, my favorite part of this whole thing was everyone hated the black version right mm -hmm. but it's it sold a ton one and two if if it sells the least it's the rarest one and it'll be the highest price one on the retail on the resale market so if you want to complete your collection you got to pay the most for the black one my favorite part of it so trolling the trolls man it was yeah it's it's always a pretty wild event whenever uh micro brothers are yeah. involved because I mean, listen, we love our micro brawler group. You know, yeah. we, I, I love how passionate people are because again, like I, you know, there's things I'm passionate about. I'm, I say that as I, <laughs> as I stare at the 300 some odd Funko pop staring right back at me, you know? Um, but yeah, it's like, listen, just don't be a dick. Don't, don't be a dick and message Maggie about something you're complaining about. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Especially it's not her fault. However you feel about it. She's the nicest person in the whole shop. Leave her alone. Yeah, her and who, her and Julio, the two nicest people at the shop that we have working customer service. Uh, yeah. 
don't be a dick. But really quickly, before we get to uh, this episode with Matt Nix, which it is a wonderful one with Matt Nix. Uh, it's a marvelous yeah. one with Matt Nix. Marvelous. Uh, WandaVision. You know, if you don't want to hear any spoilers for WandaVision, skip ahead like, I don't know, maybe like five minutes because yeah. uh, this would be very WandaVision spoiler heavy. All right. So three, two, one. She recasted Pietro. Uh, holy shit. I did not see that coming. <laughs> so I, I have a couple theories about it. Shoot. And I don't know about you. All right. Let's go here. I don't think she I don't think she recast him. She so if you're you're watching the whole episode, you're realizing Vision is this whole time Vision's kind of realizing something's wrong, and it it kind of all came to a head where he's like, I don't you know, shockingly enough, he says I don't remember what life was like before here. Mm-hmm. So all he knows is I'm supposed to love this girl, she's my wife, and we're supposed to be a family. But like again, he he's as in the dark as a lot of the other people, and so. They sit down and, you know, like like you should do if you're about to buy an expensive microbrawler. They had a very frank discussion with each other. And she says, what? She One, she says, I don't know how this all started, which gives you a clue that maybe she's being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And then the door rings in the middle of their argument. And she looks, she goes, you think I did that, didn't you? I swear I didn't. And then she opens the door, and there's Pietro. Except it's not, uh, it's not Pietro from Avengers Ultron. It's uh, X Men First Class Pietro. Yeah, it's uh, it's Evan Peters instead of uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, yeah, and she looks she looks shocked to see him. So like, I'm not. He has been recast, but I'm not sure that she's the one that recast him. So my theory, I was talking about this with uh, with Brody King. Um, there is the theory of uh, Evan Peters as Mephisto. You know, mm-hmm. that he's playing the character of Mephisto, Mephisto who is the devil in, in the MCU, essentially. Who yeah. I mean, no, he is the devil in the MCU. They yeah. just, because of the comics code, I believe they couldn't call him the devil. Um, yeah. That would, I'm like, okay, that would be one thing. But also people have pointed out how, Dottie might actually be playing Mephisto because when they put up that right. that board of who's who, Dottie and Agnes, who Agnes, who's Agatha Harkness, like that's very clearly, they're very yeah. clearly, yeah. Um, they're the only two on that like little board that have no names. Yeah. So it's like okay, maybe that's a red herring, and then maybe maybe this is how they bring the X Men into it because. It, again, it was very clearly stated like she she can't bring she can't bring someone back from the dead. All right. And with Vision, he's not a human. That's the thing. So she technically could bring him back because, again, like, he's he's not a human being. I, I think he's classified as a, a synthesoid. Yeah, he's a synthesoid. So he's basically, you yeah. know, he's essentially a giant computer. So what would he need? Just, you know, memory. And then. There's a so in the um, what is it in the comics? There's the character of Wonder Man, and uh, I might not be getting everything right, so, so excuse me. Or no, it was I believe it was the second Human Torch, or maybe the first Human Torch. One of them. Regardless, there is a character in which they take his memories and you know and and all that and put him into the Vision. So there's like right. a second version of the Vision and who 
and that is who he is. And there's already been references to Wonder Man in one of the earlier episodes. And there was like a behind the scenes video where there was like concept art for the fucking dude in the background. Um, and they try to like cover their tracks with it. So I think they might wind up doing something with that where they bring back Vision and somehow incorporate that guy. I'm I'm not too sure. I, I'm not too familiar right. with that story. But again, there, there was there was a scene where like the kid's dog dies. And she very clear. She's like, I can't bring someone back from the dead, you know. But she like she can bring someone in from an alternate universe. And then I think at this point, that's where you cue in Doctor Strange because we know that Wanda is going to be the villain in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Nobody's confirmed it, but listen, this this episode, this season of WandaVision is not going to end with like. Um, like ah and then everything went back to normal no right odds are she's probably going to go fucking crazy she's doing damage to the universe exactly and that's with a whole multiverse you'll kind of see that ripple throughout the mcu because it's already happening with spider-man and you know it's it's the the whole title of dr strange in the multiverse is is that you know the, the multiverse um so i i think that this whole thing can go one of two ways um one this really is their version of, you know, Pietro and the MCU. And that'll be the first X-Men that we're introduced to, which I'd be fine with. I really enjoy Evan Peters. I enjoyed him um, in uh, those X-Men movies. Yeah. I felt like... He was, the, he's one of the funnest parts of those. Yeah. yeah I, I felt like he's one of the parts. And listen, if this opens the door to, like, bring in fucking Michael Fassbender as, as her dad or something like that, I'd be fine with that, too, because... I I'm not I'm not opposed to just recast recast someone you know we did it with J.K. Simmons as uh, um, J. Jonah Jameson and a whole new different character same person sure yes but like I'm not opposed to that like there's some people where it's like hey they play this particularly character this good particularly very well and if you want to bring them back, sure, by all means, bring them back. Like it does, you know, I, I, under, right. I always understand like wanting to, um, uh, like bring in newer faces and stuff and not kind of confuse people. But like at this, listen, at this point, if 10 years into the MCU, like you still can't distinguish the Fox films and the Disney films. And now they're all under the same umbrella. It's just like, well then, Hey, so maybe these movies just aren't for you sorry yeah you know um but no i'm excited i'm excited to see i already seen a, a a preview of next week's episode um because we talked about it last week and i have zero self-control and i went and watched it uh but i'm excited i'm excited for it like this is the direction that i've wanted the show to go to since yeah you know like i've been a big proponent of like episodes one two and three should have just been one long episode um that way you know we could have just by episode three it would you know it would have been this one and things would just boom 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 get going um but hey i don't work for disney and uh we we kind of kind of just transition into this week's episode uh you hear that i always have a lot to say about how disney should do things and uh when they for do. a while now yeah for a, <laughs> since october 17th of 2012 apparently uh but yeah, yeah so this week's episode with matt nakes it's, it's a really good one you know we kind of just touch on like hey it's been about a year since you know wrestling happened and specifically freelance wrestling um and then it kind of goes into just i don't know a lot of kind of the conversations you know off mic that myself and stank and nick have um yeah you know i again 
I can't speak for you. I thought I thought it was one of our better episodes where it was just a lot of. Um, he definitely took us on a journey with him, and you'll understand that later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but hey, so uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get to this week's episode with uh, the marvelous one himself, Matt Nix. Stank, it's probably been about a year now, almost to the date, the last time we were at like a live wrestling show. And yeah. uh, I mean, aside from like the takeovers that we would go to and like the random AEW shows here and there. Um, Fridays were really special to us, specifically because yes. of Freelance Fridays. And again, uh, I mean, we can, we, I guess we still technically have Freelance Fridays because, well, I do because I see him every Friday. Uh, <laughs> but we wanted to bring back on uh, past guests. He's been on several times. I think my favorite is uh, on the Taffy episode where he was just uh, drunk, <laughs> drunk and like half asleep in the background, just saying things occasionally. That that was, that was one of my favorites. Uh, but you know, we're at 80 episodes now and we had to celebrate, of course. Uh, so, uh, without any further ado, we brought the hunky boy himself, the marvelous one himself, uh, the man who will avenge his loss to Cody eventually, hopefully fingers crossed, uh, Matt Nix. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? 80 episodes. God damn. That's, uh, that's quite a feat. Well, you were also episode two, if I'm not. Was I? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I go. I definitely remember that now. <laughs> yeah, which which is like funny because I found video that uh, someone took of me and Stank doing episode like or no, I think it was the it was either the intro or outro for episode one. Do you remember what it was that we were recording? I I don't remember. Uh, but you remember when we were what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like in the back of the shop, just like me and Stank huddled because that was before we would just have to find random spaces where nobody was just like, everyone be quiet, don't come through this door. Oh, that, that would be the worst too, especially when like, like I remember at one point, I think it was when we interviewed Julio, we literally just blocked off like the pro wrestling <laughs> tea store and for some reason, that was the one time everyone needed to travel through that way. Through that, through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through that store and it was just like, god damn it just leave us alone uh but no yeah 80 episodes it is somewhat like of a milestone and that's why i was just like oh well you know someone who's been there for us since day one like we you know we wouldn't have had the uh, proper equipment to podcast if it wasn't for you up front uh so i you know <laughs> makes sense to have you on i, I donated it <laughs> oh sorry go ahead no you, you planted the seed for us and now we've grown into huge hunky boys <laughs> hunky bo- i like this hunky boy thing this is this is fun. Oh yeah, it's a uh, you know it's a Psycho Gorman reference. Oh, I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hopefully this weekend finally gonna have some time, but it's definitely on my queue. Well, you see, it's I it, like with most things, most things with me and Nate, like we famously moved in together, uh, because we just happened to walk by the apartment next to the shop, and we're like, we should move in together. You we know. should buy a bar. Yeah, we should buy a bar. But it was also very much the same thing. It was like on a weekend, me and you were at the shop uh, over on Heat Press Island, just making bully club shirts or whatever you know it was at the time. And I remember like, man, I really want to start a podcast. And you were like, dude, you should totally do it. And I was like, do you, you think David would want to do it with me? And like, I remember, I don't know how much you remember Stank, where it's like, I called you and I was just like, hey, I have an idea for this podcast. Like, what do you think? I was like, say no more. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is like, again, it's, it's like it's funny because 
Nick, the way you are, you're always just so encouraging of people that like yeah. whenever anyone's like, Oh, I have a stupid idea more than normally. Like as long as it doesn't like it is involve hurting anyone or like, you know, doing anything legal, you're usually just like, yeah, you should do it. Uh, and I think that's kind of the magic with freelance because again, like if you've ever been to a freelance show, one of the best things is just like how like, off the script it can be sometimes but like in a good way you know where you kind of just like yeah that should work uh you know just do it and if it works it works and if not oh well who cares yeah and it's like it's it's funny because like my with me being that way as far as like encourage overly almost overly encouraging people to do things uh i feel like somewhat stems from the fact that like in my own life i'm very like I'm always like, I want to do this thing and I'm going to do this thing and I want to do this and this will be funny. And then I just like, don't do it because I just either get distracted by something else or like, I, it's just, I, I definitely have like ADHD. Like that was like diagnosed when I was a child. Um, and it shows sometimes like I've definitely mellowed out a lot since I, you know, since I've grown up. Uh, thankfully I did not need to be put on medication. Although sometimes I think I did, but, um, it's hard for me to like motivate myself to do things like that. And like, I feel like sometimes when some, when I see other people being like, Oh, I've always wanted to do this or I've wanted to try this. I'm always just like, yeah, do it. Just do it. Like that's, that's how I, and that's how I start doing things now is I don't even think about it. I just jump right in and doing it. (laughs) Like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, you're doing something with your life and you're not just kind of like, Oh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Stank. I, I think that's what's the most awesome thing about you, first of all, Nick, is that like – and you probably get this a lot from everyone that's ever gained employment after you at Pro Wrestling Tees. They're like, oh, that guy runs a wrestling promotion? And it's like – How? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like in, in normal people's minds, it's like how could just a regular guy do that, you know? And it's such – but when you have that mentality of like – Oh yeah, I'm going to go do that, and I'm going to make it happen, and I don't have to be a billionaire in, a, in an ivory tower to make it happen. I'm just going to do it, and like, just that decision alone has affected so much of, you know, things of people around you. I mean, we've seen people that have gone through uh, Logan Square Auditorium now appear on TV show. You know what I mean? It's just like that that happens because you just decided, hey, I'm just going to go for it, and and I don't care. And that's that's what I think is so magical about you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it's it's fine too because like uh, I feel like a lot of people are like afraid to fail, and like for a yes. long time that was like my case. Like I I, I talk myself out of doing so many things because I'm just like, well, I don't want to do that, like because someone else does it and they do it better than me, so I'm, I shouldn't even try. And it took it took me a long time to 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 not feel that way, and I still do sometimes. It's hard to not feel that way. But you have to remember that, like, you know, even if you do something similar to somebody else, like I'm, I'm, I'm currently in the process of setting up, like, doing Twitch streams and stuff. And there's so many other wrestlers that are doing it really good. Like mm-hmm. Castro's been doing it really good. He's been very consistent with it, which is key. Um, which has been my big downfall. I was, I was kind of laughing at like you guys are at 80 episodes now, and you know, with me re- rebranding my podcast, um, I think I'm at like. 38 episodes in like two years so like it's definitely been like uh, it's hard to regimen yourself to that weekly uh 
you know, schedule. Uh, so I commend you guys for being able to do that. And but it's just like, you know, I, at a certain point, I'm just like, you know what? I don't care if somebody's if anybody's listening to this. I don't care if people enjoy it necessarily. I mean, I want people to enjoy it, but I do it because it's something that I have fun doing. And right. if I'm having fun doing it, then hopefully other people will have fun, you know, enjoy, watching it and enjoying it. Well, I, I definitely think like that attitude is kind of like what help with helps me and Dave because, and like it happens to me a lot more frequently where it's like, um, like I'll I'll meet a girl, and of course the, the there's several things that I immediately brag about. Number one, of course, the you know. Uh, oh, I won a I, oh, I won a wrestling match once. Yeah, no biggie. I'm undefeated. Uh, you know, but like another thing is like I'll bring up the podcast, and they're always like, "Oh, is it like this?" Like I think people just who aren't into podcasting assume it's like, "Oh, it's some sort of NPR Joe Rogan type thing," right? And I'm like, "No, me and Dave, me and Dave talk about, uh, you know, like oh, Annie bought him a fucking gr- a griddle, and he set it up, and it's like, oh, what did you cook?" Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, that's I like. I prefer my eggs scrambled, like things like that. To where, no, I, I don't think anyone's gonna come away from our podcast. Uh, you know, like maybe Ryan Mears will listen to it and be like, "Oh wow, Berto really cries a lot when he watches Logan. That's <laughs> fucked up." You know, as opposed to like, it, it's usually the case of like you and me. We'll we'll listen to uh, like a Joe Rogan and come away, and you're like, "Oh, did you know um, about Gobekli Tepe and all these fucking buried uh, pyramids?" Like it's it's a, nothing like that, but it's also like Dave and I like I feel like a lot of the pe- a lot of the feedback that like we get is just like oh you guys are just two normal dudes and we enjoy your, like your conversations and I think sometimes it's that it's like just just be it's as corny as just like be yourself be authentic and genuine and I think like whatever fame and glory you're chasing will eventually come and it's like hey if you know if me and Dave never get to fucking uh, the pantheon of all wrestling podcasts, like that's fine because, like, my favorite part of the week is like, Dave, did you watch uh, WandaVision? and ah! <laughs> and like you know, uh, but well, and that's the thing too. Like, not you know, to Nick's point, it's like not everything, not everything is brand new and breathtakingly uh, refreshing, right? Like, just about everything's been done. And so, but like some people don't like Coke, you know, they do it the best, but some people like uh, Jones soda and that's, that's fine too. Like not everything has to have like a, a super big purpose or aim. You can just do stuff to have fun. And that's what we do. I don't think I've ever had a Jones soda. <laughs> I got some really good ones. <laughs> I've, it's so funny. Cause that for the longest time, I guess for most of my life, I've never even knew that it existed. And the only reason I ever learned about Jones Soda is my my buddies, uh, Mike and Ian, that do the 616 Entertainment Podcast, uh, when Ian used to work at a disc replay in Orland Park, uh, they did like, they used to sell Jones Soda, I guess, at the store. They still and do. They, they probably, yeah, they probably still do. And uh, for his job, like they, they would, he just was like, hey, because they make, made a lot of YouTube videos and stuff too, a lot of funny, weird shit. So they're like, hey, could we make like a funny, weird commercial for like that we're selling Jones Soda? And his boss was like, yeah, sure. So it was just like some weird, like Tim and Eric style, like video. And then like the artist, Mike, he was just like 
dumping Jones soda all over his body and just like like drinking it that way. And I was just like, this is so weird. But I did that. That was my introduction to Jones soda. And I've 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 had it a couple times, but it's not like I don't drink drink soda fairly often. But See, very reminiscent to like the first. Like I, I very much am enjoying this like trip down memory lane that we're taking because uh, <laughs> again, like if you listen to it, it was probably that that second episode. I know definitely the first one because it was when I declared like I'm getting a six pack for the Jericho Cruise. Uh, which I'm still working. I'm bulking right now. You know, I'm a ma- I'm cultivating mass. Yes. Uh, but I for there was like a few years there where I just didn't drink soda. Where one day I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't want to exercise. And I don't want to eat better. But I know if I cut out all this excess sugar, I'm like, I'll probably lose some weight. So I didn't. I just didn't drink soda. And my girlfriend at the time loved Jones soda. Like oh, man. I would, yeah. Like every every now and then I would like stop by Mariano's because I know Mariano's stocks like here's every flavor under the roof and so i would buy it and like occasionally i'd be like mm, maybe i should just take a <laughs> sip uh but no i guess that's been soda talk with uh <laughs> with scrumpet steak uh i actually i just kind of started quitting soda again <laughs> i say kind of because like taco thursday we have at the shop i gotta drink some mexican cokes oh yeah, yeah i just have to see i but other than like i was just guzzling soda at like I think I've mentioned it on the show before. Like I have like a, a merchandiser fridge in my garage. Hell like, yeah. like when you go to Subway, and you're like, "Let me grab a Snapple," and you open that glass refrigerator. I have one, and like Annie keeps it very well stocked with an assortment of treats in there. But like, my brother was like, "Are you sure you want to put this in here? It's probably not good for you." I was like, "Ah, what, what bad could it do?" And I'm just like mainlining Mountain Dew watermelon right now, and then like. I was just feeling gross and I was like, I got to stop. So I, I cut cold Turkey, maybe not cold Turkey. I keep saying that, but like lukewarm Turkey. Yeah. Lukewarm Turkey, like day old Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you see, um, Like I'm not drinking it throughout the day. Uh, I'm drinking a lot more water. And like those first couple days, I felt like, sh- I felt like I was dying. Like my head was hurting and I think I was going through like caffeine withdrawal, but uh I just want to be a little more responsible about responsible about my soda drinking, and so I'm starting the journey, guys. Except for Taco Thursday. See, you notoriously like you guzzled those fucking sodas down, like on the first Jericho cruise, like oh, double fisting. Yeah, you, you were you were double fisting. I think maybe. I'm <laughs> yeah, uh, and like I so I recently like I'll and it happens all the time where I'm just like I'm giving up soda and then I start drinking it again but like I felt bad it was uh when Friday is just to date it for those listening to this on Monday um Mark Mark Villanueva former you know friend of the show former guest on the show he comes up to me he goes hey buddy he goes here you go I got you something from 7-Eleven I'm like oh sweet and he pulls out a Pepsi and I'm like mind you I could have I should have just taken it accepted and been like oh thank you I take it, I accept it, and then I, I say out loud, I was like, oh, man, I was like, I actually stopped drinking soda. I was like, so, I was like, I'm probably not even going to drink this. And I felt so bad. Like, it was literally that, like, <laughs> Ralph Wiggum moment where, like, you could see his heart break. Um, but, like, I have decided to stop drinking, like, like I'll still drink ginger ale, you know, like. Ginger ale's tops. Yeah. Oh, I, I love ginger ale, except I, I had some <laughs> fancy, like, uh, like, I don't want to say boutique. But like it was just some like fancy uh, bougie ginger ale. some bougie ginger ale. I was up in Wisconsin like a a while back, 
Um, shout out Wisconsin. Shout out Wisconsin. <laughs> but I, when I was there, and then I had yeah, it was this like fancy ginger ale, and what it was was just spicy water. Like I mean, you know, ginger is a it's a root, it's a, makes your you know makes it a little spicy. I think they yeah. forgot the ale because it was literally just like burn your throat. Oh, dude, it, it was and with with just hot water. <laughs> what was the worst was. And like I'm sure this happened to you guys too. When you buy something and it's like pricey, and then it sucks, and you're like, "Well, gotta finish it." <laughs> got, yeah, gotta finish it because I just spent six dollars on this stupid fucking ginger ale. Um, but no, dude, like you talk about those like caffeine withdrawals, like that sucks. Like, yeah. and es- especially now in the age of COVID, I'm always just like, "Oh my god, headache." I for sure for sure this is COVID. Oh my god, I have COVID. Um, and yeah, like it sucks. Like that's why I don't. Like whenever people I, I try to get off anything, you know, any substance, like oh, I'm gonna cut cigarettes, I'm gonna cut drinking, I'm gonna cut whatever the case may be. It's like you know what, more fucking power to you because like if caffeine withdrawals from me not being able to drink a Dr Pepper suck, I can only imagine like yeah, I can only imagine like oh, I'm trying to get off fucking drinking, you know, the one thing I've been doing consistently for the past twenty plus years, and then to like get mad at someone to like whoa. Why didn't you get over your substance abuse overnight, like you idiot? Yeah. Well, I I constantly think of that because like, uh, like my dad had substance abuse problems, and like when I was younger, I was like, could you just like not do that, and then you'd be better? And then you know you always see. I always think in my head like, you do these weird thought experiments. I'm like, I wonder if I took a hit of heroin if it would addict me. I bet you it wouldn't. <laughs> But then, you know, I'm sitting here slowly killing myself with just syrup water constantly. <laughs> you know, like soda cannot be my primary source of liquid in my body. So um, I do get it like because it, it's just it's just so easy, especially when it's accessible. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, and it's cold. You're like, oh, it's cold beverage. I'll just drink it. But and we're so yeah, conditioned I mean, too, like just like with yeah, with TV and like commercials and shit. We're always just like, oh, a refreshing Coca-Cola. It's like, is it really that refreshing, though? Dude, the the worst would be like I uh, going to Six Flags. You'd be waiting in line, and you just hear, "Ah, go get a fresh, ice cold Coca Cola." Like every time that you're waiting in line, and you're just like, mm-hmm. "Huh, I should go get a Coke." But like when it's when it's ninety degrees outside and the sun is destroying you, the last thing you need is like sugar right. water. Like go get actual it's water. It's so funny. Yeah, but no, like and, you know, you mentioned like like my uncle you know he so i don't i don't drink and i i wish that it was always some sort of like it's because my uncles my uncles are drunks and you know i don't want to wind up like that like no i just it's just not my thing but i do have uncles that are like that are drinkers you know like my uh my favorite uncle like he he's a drinker and sometimes he's off the wagon and sometimes he's on the wagon and like you know, it just depends. And it was like one of those things where like, I remember the last time he was like, he was down kind of bad where I I, like, I left work. I was like, Hey Frank, I was like, I'm going to go make sure this guy's not dead. (laughs) You know? And so like, I I went and like bought him cause that's the thing too. It's like, you can't, especially with liquor, like you can't just go cold Turkey, you know, like you kind of have to like keep drinking and kind of just wean yourself off. And so, like, I go over to his house, and he was just like, uh, and I'm very much, like, with all my friends and, like, family, like, listen, like, I'm not going to fucking judge you. Like, I might have a comment to make, uh, you know, but, like, I'm not judgmental because, again, like, we all go through our own shit, you know? Like, the things that 
you and I go to might be different than the things Nick goes to and, and, and vice versa. And it's just, it's not, you know, like never, never compare yourself to someone, I guess is kind of one of those things. It's like, you never know what anyone's going through. Um, but, uh, I guess kind of a, a very weird way of, um, transitioning to this, you know, we're speaking of like substances and stuff. Uh, Nick wasn't at work on Tuesday, right? Tuesday? Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say, well, speaking of su- substance abuse. Yeah, he, uh, he wasn't at work Tuesday, and I didn't think anything I didn't think anything of it. You know, I was just like, oh, okay, well, some of the printers came in Monday, some of them. Then all those printers didn't come in Tuesday. That's fine. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, I'm over on Heat Press Island, uh, and Nick walks over to me and goes, hey, is anything off off topic or off limits on, on your show? And I was just like, well, don't come on here and like say the n-word but like you could do you could you could talk about anything like dave and i i think there was there was one podcast where we had to edit out um some stuff that was said about a certain wrestling company legality stuff yeah <laughs> yeah you know because we we're just dave and i were like oh we don't have money to get you know sued by now we do make we do make lots of money on this podcast but we just don't want to give it to a lawyer exactly exactly uh yeah. and so yeah i was like oh go ahead you can talk about anything and then I stopped you immediately from talking about it because I was like, no, I want to hear it fresh. So, uh, and I know this is the first time Dave's hearing about this because we didn't smarten him up for it. So, Nick, <laughs> why don't you tell us about uh, this uh, wonderful trip you took? So, yeah, as, as you mentioned, uh, I was not at work on Tuesday. Um, we're, we were a little bit slow this week, so uh, they forced me to take the day off of work. I did not want to stay home. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those people that, like, I need to be doing stuff like on the weekends. It's fine. But I'm like, I usually find like a project to do around the house or something. Or like, you know, if I, I do like playing video games and stuff, I can definitely spend my time doing that. But sometimes when I'm home alone, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I get like really anxious or just like, I just need to be doing something or I'm just bored, you know? And so Tuesday, you know, I got up and I took my girlfriend to work um, and then I get home and it's like 9 a.m. and I'm just sitting on my couch. I'm like, oh, this can be, this can be a long day. And, and then I remembered that a buddy of mine uh, gave me a candy bar that was infused with magic mushrooms. And it, and it had been sitting in my freezer for a couple months now. And it's, and that, you know, it's still good. Like it, 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 it wouldn't go bad by sitting in the freezer by any means. So. I was thinking about, I was like, cause every time I've been home or had time to do it, I just forget about it until it's like too, it's too late. It's like eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, well, I'm not about to do this now. And right. so I would always forget. And then I, I, it popped into my head and I was like, well, I guess I could do it right now, but like, I've never done it before. I don't know how it's going to affect me. I don't know what's going to happen. And like I said, I always talk myself out of doing things before I do it. I literally just got up, walked to the freezer, opened it up, and just took a bite out of it without even thinking. And it was delicious, for one, because it was made out of white chocolate. And, you know, I was kind of like, okay. And I, you know, I'm sitting down watching TV. And I text texting my buddy, and I'm like, hey, I ended up eating part of it. Like, you know, how, how long does it usually take to set in? And he's like, probably about 30 to 45 minutes. And so, like, I'm sitting there waiting, and, like, my stomach just started hurting really bad. Like, I started getting, like, really bad stomach ache. And I knew that that was going to happen. Like, the usually, like, from stories that I've heard from people that have done mushrooms, they're like, usually you will get a pretty bad stomach ache to the point where you feel like you need to throw up. And I was like, cool. Well, at least I know that that's working, I guess. Um, 
And so I'm texting him like, oh, cool. My stomach's starting to hurt. And he's like, sweet. He goes, if you really want to make it hit, take another bite out of it now. And I was like, okay, fuck it. I have nothing else going on today. So I eat, I ate pretty much half of that bar. And at a, so I'm sitting on the couch and then my stomach's hurting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go lay down because my stomach hurts and I'll wait for this shit to kick in later. Um, but I, that's when I got up and I was like, whoa, like my, my head was kind of spinning a little bit. Like it kind of, it really just kind of felt like, like I was stoned, like, like just smoking like normal. And right. so I went and laid down and I don't know if it made me tired or if I was just tired in general from being up early. So I was like, I'm going to take a nap. So I grabbed the dog and we're laying in bed, just like chilling. And I started like getting like, like my, I was like moving my hands around a lot because I felt like I was getting like really nervous energy. Like I felt like I needed to like get up and like, I felt like I needed to run, run around. And, but I didn't want to because my stomach hurt. So I was like, I'm just going to lay here. So I was kind of just like moving around and just like going in and out of sleep. And like every time I would close my eyes, it was, it was literally like the stereotypical, like I'm blasting off into another galaxy, man. Like I was seeing like just all these shapes and colors and stuff. It was so, it was so beautiful. And then it's at a certain point I saw my grandfather who just recently passed away. And like, like I've had like really vivid dreams before where I'm like, Oh, this felt like it was real. This felt so real. And like in, in my head, I knew that like what I was seeing, everything that was happening, I knew was just like my brain, you know, reacting to the chemicals and or whatever. Um, so I, I always kind of had my one foot on the ground, but for a second it was, it felt so real that like, I thought that maybe the whole thing of him dying and everything was, was a dream and he was actually still alive. And so I'm seeing him and and he's talking to me. He's not moving his mouth at all, but I can hear him talking and I can hear his voice and he's talking to me and he's like, Miho, I'm like, I'm, I miss you. I'm very proud of you. I love you. Please take care of your niece. Uh, and, and he called, he would, call, he would always call Nicole Flaquita. He's like, and take care of that Flaquita. And, um, and I just woke up and I was just like crying so hard, like heavy crying. And I was just like, with my eyes open, like looking around the room and, and I was just like audibly, holy shit. That like, I was like, that was very intense, but it wasn't like scary or bad like I woke up like crying but I felt it felt really good like it felt very therapeutic and right. like maybe it was something that like it was it's I'm always thinking about him you know like um and it was just like it, it was really intense and I, and I just like I was laying there for like f- probably the half hour after that just like kind of letting it soak in and then just like every time every other time I would close my eyes I would see diff- different weird shit and uh and I actually forgot about this one until like uh, yesterday I was talking about it with somebody but I saw this one and this is a little fucking crazy but I I close my eyes and I'm like sitting in a boardroom and I'm sitting there and it's like I'm like I'm sitting at the at the head of a table and there's like a bunch of like suits like a bunch of pe- men and women in suits and stuff like that and they all stop talking and they look at me and the guy next to me turns and he goes oh he goes um just so you know this is where everything happens. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, he's like only a select elite people can, can sit at this table. And this is this, he's like, this consciousness is the actual reality. And this sits above the world as you know it. And I was like, huh? Like, what do you mean? And then it just like was gone like immediately. And I woke up and I was like, what the heck was that? 
I mean, that's definitely my brain just like going all Joe Rogan on me. But uh, and then, I, you know, after that, I kind of just like I went through a, a period of time where I was just seeing spooky faces on everything. Everything I looked at had a spooky face on it. But it wasn't like scary. I was kind of like looking at it. I was like, oh, that's weird. Like the Christmas tree is smiling at me. That's kind of creepy. Um, and then I was like, I'm hungry. I need to get up and, and eat. And so I ate and I, and I kind of started to feel normal. But I kept like looking at my phone. And just because because I felt like time was like I, I, I knew what time it was because I was looking at my phone. And it only really kind of lasted a couple hours. Like I did it. It really kind of took effect probably about, I'll say, 1030 ish. And I didn't start. I didn't feel completely normal until about five o'clock in the afternoon, um, or in the evening. But uh, the time time was moving normally, but it also felt like legitimately felt like it could have been a decade. And I felt so exhausted afterwards. Like my body just felt like 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 I had just gotten a a workout in or something. And. Uh, but it was awesome. Like I definitely would would definitely do it again. Like I think now that I can like I, like people say like oh like when I I wouldn't I didn't I couldn't tell like what was real and what wasn't real and they they freak out and you know kill someone. I mean I'm sure that happens to some people. But like I the whole time like I never at any point had like lost control of my body or anything. Like I was very aware of everything that was happening around me aside from when I was asleep. Um, but like I think too that I, but by continuously reminding myself that what I was seeing was not actual reality, was would help me, uh, helped me not like freak out at all, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, I, I definitely have always been interested in like psychedelics and stuff like that, especially like listening to Joe Rogan and like people that he had on his show talk about it. It just constantly was something that I was like, man, I one day, one day I want to try. It. I want to do this. I want to. I want to see how this feels. But I was always afraid, you know, just because you never know how your your body's going to react to something. And I'm glad that I finally took that plunge because it's weird. So I was trying to explain this to Castro. I was like, he's like, do you feel any different now? Because like sometimes people are like, oh, like I feel like I'm a different person. I was like, I feel I was like, without trying to sound too depressing, I was like, I feel like at peace because... It's like you have this idea in your head of like, and I think is I I I want I think I apply this more to like being in wrestling, because wrestling's been such a big part of my life for the last ten years, ten plus years at the at this point, and you know like I'm not like, uh, you know I'm not a main event guy or like a dude that's getting booked all over the place and stuff like that. I, I do I do okay for myself, but like I in my brain how I feel now is like there's this level in my head of like absolute success and happiness that I that I wish to have and wish to achieve and then where I am currently at and where I feel like I am not going to progress above and I'm like at peace with that feeling of knowing that where I'm at it's not bad it's pretty good it's actually pretty awesome and I'm I'm totally fine and okay with never moving above that because of where I'm at is helping not just myself, but helping other people around me. You know, I'm just, I'm very content with, with where life is. And to like, kind of just have that feeling, like it's not even something I thought about. It's something that I had to kind of like figure out afterwards, but like in my, in my like head or in my heart, I just know that like shit is okay. And 
like to just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but I think that's like how I've rationalized it at this point. See, that's like I, I I'm pretty. Dave and I, you know, we've never partaken. I know Dave, you mentioned the one time you took an edible, um, <laughs> but I don't think your trip was similar to to Nick's at all, was it? No, it was uh, it was a carnival of horrors, and uh, <laughs> there's. <laughs> You know, it's funny is like, so I, I grew up really, really religious. And so like everything was bad, right? Alcohol, um, weed is a gateway drug into becoming a heroin addict. And like, we know that's not true now, but like, you know, when that's ingrained in you, there's a certain, you either go one of two ways. And I think my, my brother went the opposite way of me. Like he went to, you know, he joined a fraternity and did just about every drug you could think of probably. And then me, you know, I don't drink, I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. And then for the longest time, I had never done any type of like, I don't even like to take Tylenol or go to the doctor or take painkillers. So, but like I did this edible and I almost regretted it because like I didn't get any joy out of it. I was literally, I was paranoid. I felt sick. (laughs) And I was like, I broke my streak for this, but like (laughs) I have all, I have always been interested in like the effects of like psychedelic stuff because it's not, well, I, I can't speak to it like a professional, but I, in my opinion, I don't think stuff like that's that habit forming or, or you'll see interesting cases of like Mike Tyson talking about smoking uh, five Mio DMT and then he had an ego death and then like he's, you can see he's a markedly changed person. Um, so yeah, like what you were experiencing, which I would say is kind of like akin to like uh, lucid dreaming, almost like you saying I, I had one foot on the ground, knowing that this was all fake. That to me, to be able to explore something like that is interesting. I'm probably too scared to do it, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, like I again, I've, I've never done any drug. I think the closest I came, I mean, like I've gotten contact high, but you know, aside from that. Um, right. There was one time where uh, I took a fucking a, a mouthful of kratom that uh, that you gave me, Nick. Oh yeah. And I remember it was just like, oh my god, yeah, my heart's racing. Let's go, let's do this, do. And then immediately I was just like, oh no. Oh, then the stomach ache. I was like, my stomach hurt. I remember just going home. I remember I went home early. I did from work. I was like, Frank, I gotta go home, and just like literally balling up in my covers and i'm just like oh i feel terrible i never want to feel this way again but like i've heard stories before too of people like you you mentioned dave like dmt or like ayahuasca and like part of me is like oh maybe maybe that'd be something i i would try which like to me seems kind of crazy to like i've never i've never even touched a cigarette to like oh i'm gonna immediately go to smoking dmt and you know (laughs) Licking toads and shit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, listen, your whole trip, I mean, definitely there was some sort of, like, at least from my perspective, like, you know, you mentioned the whole stuff with your grandpa. Like, okay, definitely, because, I mean, I was around, and it definitely, like, affected you, you know. Um, it, and in my mind, when he was doing this, he was in, you know. Like, John Hammond. Yeah, he just hit his John Hammond outfit, <laughs> which one time Nick showed me a picture of his grandpa in a John Hammond outfit. And now every single time, that's the only way I can picture him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that definitely sounds like it's like your mind, like, Hey, you got to address these issues, bro. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that's just trippy. Like, I, like I hear that and I'm like, maybe I could take, uh, you know, psychedelic chocolate, but then I'm just like, I don't know. You know, like I don't, I think too, like it's, it like, I'm obviously, obviously it affects people different ways too. And like, I was, I was definitely like nervous about it because like, like I said, I don't know. I didn't know how it was going to affect me, but I kind of was just like, well, I know I'm home. I'm like, I'm by myself. Um, you know, if anything happens, like at least I'm here. But like, I also was just kind of, I kept telling myself like, that's nah, fine. It's fine. Like, don't even worry about it. And like, I think that kind of helped me. Like, um, it's just like, and it's like you were saying, like you guys both, like you, you both don't do anything and that's great. Um, like for me, like the lo- for the longest time, like I was always like, oh, I'm straight edge, like hundred percent because of CM Punk. Like, but right. for for the longest time, like I didn't have my first drink until I was 25, you know, and I didn't, I didn't like, you know, I had an edible for the first time when I was like 26, 27 and I'm 30 now. Like, so I, like, I feel like I'm like, I, like at first I kind of felt guilty and like bad about like, Oh, like I drink now. Like, I feel like I'm a, a fit. Like I felt like, because I, I always used to be like, yeah, I'm straight edge. But like, I always felt like, Oh, I feel like I'm doing it for the wrong reasons because, you know, because of CM Punk or because of like, it's like, it's cool. Um, and it was like it, it, at a certain point, like I felt like I wasn't doing it for like moral reasons or, or anything like that. And, but you know, like I, and I felt bad when I started doing stuff because I felt like I was like a fraud, you know, I felt mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm like a, like a, I'm just like everyone else now. I'm just like a loser. But then like it, it kind of just like it, somebody put it, Oh, it was Craig, Craig Mitchell, uh, friend of the show. Today is Craig Mitchell appreciation day, by the way, I, I dubbed it on Twitter. Um, but, uh, uh, he he put it in perspective because he he's a year older than me and he kind of started drinking. He was the same way, straight edge for as long as I've known him. And then he he started drinking a little bit here and there. Uh, he doesn't do anything other than that. But he he kind of put it in perspective of like, hey, like we didn't drink like when we were kids. We didn't drink when we were teenagers. We waited until we're like, you know, in our mid twenties. Like we we know now like how people act. And how, like, how to be responsible about it. You know, we, we, like, if anything, we did it the right way. And I was kind of like, okay, I guess when you put it that way, like, it's not, I don't feel as bad. And, and I think it's the same thing with, like, with any of that stuff. Like, if you, if you want to try, like, you know, try smoking weed, or if you want to try, you know, edibles or, like, mushrooms and stuff like that, I, I definitely think if, if it's something that you want to try and do, try it. And, and you can do it responsibly. Yeah, do it responsibly. Do it with people that you trust. Um, and just kind of like try to make it a an enjoyable experience and and try to try to go into it with not feeling any kind of anxiety. I know it's kind of hard to set to, to, to do in practice, but try to like go into it without any anxieties or you know fear of any kind. Like you kind of have to just like, wade into the water and let the waves take you you know <laughs> as, as try to get like spiritual there but well, no, I, like, it's, well no, go ahead, Dave. to your po- to your point like doing this stuff you know well into your adulthood is much different than being like a 16 year old trying to get a hobo to buy you a six pack at 7-eleven you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean 
at that stage, there's no sense of responsibility. In fact, you're you're shucking responsibility. You're saying fuck responsibility. But like, especially when you're talking about like experiential drugs like this, where you're not doing it because uh, I want a divorce and I'm I'm going bankrupt. I need an escape. You know, those that's where you're in like a dangerous place. But like when you're really just trying to maybe make a new experience and maybe learn something about yourself. Yeah, like I personally don't see anything wrong with that. And like what I like about what you said was, you know, people say when you do, you know, psychedelics like that, did it change you? And I like that, like your answer was like, I felt content, you know, if if that's a thing, like a lot of people that, you know, are hardlining drugs and stuff that they're chasing something Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, I can't get that again. I got to get it. I got to get it. And, you know, you see that pathway into ruin, but like when you can get something out of it where you have like a little bit of retrospection and introspection and, Oh wow. I I really have a new uh, perception about my life and it's, it's a net gain. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I feel like I also like, I feel like it almost like reset my brain a little bit. Right. Like in a way, like I feel like I'm constantly like overthinking things or just like, you know, paranoid or, or whatever. I mean, you could blame the weed on that, but, um, but I, I feel like, I feel like now, like I don't, not that I don't care about anything, but things that normally bothered me don't bother me anymore. You know, it's like right. you just, you kind of put it in perspective with like to, to not, not at the risk of sounding like a stoner and stuff, but like, when you put it in perspective of the whole universe or just like the world, even like your little fucking annoyances in your life really are fucking meaningless. Like be mad about things that are worth being mad about. Don't be mad about like, you know, somebody cutting you off in traffic. Don't be mad about like, you know, somebody, I don't know, just somebody being shitty to right. you or something, you know, like shit that, that, that doesn't really affect a, a lot of people. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, it's very much. It's is very much well, like. Yeah. Go, oh no. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'll say it's just very much like kind of just what you're saying. Like it's like, uh, you know, uh, like react to what you can control. Don't react to what you can't control. Because like, you know, like if Dave, I, I don't know, if Dave whistled every time, you know, he, I don't know, was angry or something like that, and it in turn made me angry. Like. I can get mad about it a hundred fucking times, but you know, like it's just, it's a habit that he's formed. He's not going to do it very much in the same way. Like if someone's a shitty driver, it's, it's a habit they've already formed. Then like probably not going to change much about it. Um, but no, like I, I, I very much get what you mean though. You know, like it's like, I, I kind of, I used to get, just get mad about everything, you know, like I, I both love and hate going through like Facebook memories mm-hmm. because there's so much cringe shit that I post so much where I'm just like, Oh, like get this. Oh my God. Like I'm deleting this right now so that nobody gets like a, <laughs> Hey, you have a memory with Alberto thing, you know? Um, but, well, you know, it's funny when you see posts like that too. And you know, it's, it's something that just gives you like a douche chill about yourself. Mm-hmm. The, the weird thing is like, going back to that moment and just imagining the smugness with which you posted whatever you posted you're like haha got him and then now with some perspective you're like wow i was a douche 
Oh, dude, so much, so much. You got talk a little bit. I'm gonna pull up because it's it's a very Marvel heavy show here, and there's I always reference this like a uh, post that I made where I was just fucking livid. Shredding oh my god! And it's it's one of those things where like you mentioned, Dave. Like you go back, like I go back, and like every time this pops up, I'm just like, what was your deal, bro? Like who, like. And a lot of the times it was just like screaming into the void. Yep. You know, Same. like nobody, nobody's fucking listening. I don't think anyone interacted with it. Um, but it's still, it's just like one of those things where, I mean, especially when you're younger and like brazen, like you're right about everything. You know, everything that you fucking have to say is, you know, it it is the smartest thing. It is the most articulate thing. And everyone should know it because you're, you know, the smartest fucking person. But like, it's just like you're not you know like you're very much just a dumb kid and i'm still looking for this i I laugh i was like i look back at all my stupid posts when i was like 18 or 19 i was like man i was cringe like very cringe very sad and very horny and all of my posts were just like (laughs) oh so bored who wants to come over and keep me company with like a smiley face and i'm like i would beat my ass if i could like Just shut up, well, man. And now, you know, especially, and here that comes with time, and that comes with uh, experiencing things, and that also comes with like culture shift too. Like, there's a lot of times where I'll watch a movie that I loved, like in the '90s or the '80s, or like, for instance, like I love Eddie Murphy, but if you go, if you listen to like Raw, it's homophobic. Uh, there's, it's misogynistic, you know, it's same thing with music and everything stuff that like you could hold dear and have fond memories of if you really sifted, you know, with a fine tooth comb, you'd be like, wow, there's a lot of really objectionable shit in here. And, uh, you know, and that kind of informs what you say, especially when you're young and impulsive and you, you know, like Berto said, everything you say is right. And everything you say is witty and everything, everyone that disagrees with you is a big dummy. You know, when you (laughs) post with that kind of energy, you're going to have some horrible memories on your timeline. I can't, I can't wait till I'm like 40 looking back on posts that I'm making now and just being like, God, I, like, look at this guy. Th- like, I'm gonna listen to this podcast back when I'm like into my 40s and be like, listen to this asshole trying to sound super profound and like intelligent talking about a mushroom trip. But you know, well, like, yeah, I'd be like that, Dave. Like when you were, you know, when you were a little younger and more wild, like the internet wasn't like as prevalent of a thing, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I'd say like, I mean, as far as social media and like posting, like, oh, oh yeah, for sure, and like. For that, I'm thankful because, like, <laughs> knowing how how brash and abrasive I I tended to be, you know, especially like in my early to mid twenties, oh, the things I would have said <laughs> on the internet would have uh, been the death of me today. Yeah, the things For I sure. did say on the internet, I had to. I definitely once people started like screenshotting like old tweets and posts that people made, I was like. I think it's time for me to go back and see if there's anything bad that I did. And thankfully there was like not too much of bad things. Like there was a couple posts where I was like, that's gay. And I was like, I mean like growing up, we kind of just use that word like that. And like now as an adult, I realize how offensive that is, 
And I'm like, okay, right. I know at least I know that that is wrong. And and I go, I went and deleted that stuff. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed, or I am ashamed of saying it, but I would never hide right. that kind of stuff. Like it, it it's it's shit that I said and did. Like, but I learned from well, it. Well, it's also it's also a marker of the progress you've made. Like, you know. You, you can't just hand wave every mistake you ever made and said that didn't happen. Forget about that. I've always been this progressive, like, uh, like me. Yeah. Like when we were younger, just saying that's gay was fine. Calling some, calling your friend retarded was fine. And like now, you, but we didn't have the, we didn't have the gift of wide perception mm-hmm. or perspective on that. And now, you know, and also like, I find myself sometimes even to this day, I slip, I'll say that's retarded. And I'm like, ah, oh. and like, if if it slips in the pro wrestling tease room, I'm like, we don't use the R word. Like, I'll say it if I if I say it to myself. Yes. And so, um, you know, we'll all make slips. These are like colloquialisms we've adopted when we were younger, but we learn. We're all about learning. Well, I learned that uh, on October seventeenth, twenty twelve, I posted some very cringe shit. All right, mind you, this was this was the day after they announced. Uh, phase two. What 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 was the date on this? October seventeenth, twenty twelve. Oh boy. So I was, uh, twenty. No, I was nineteen. Yeah, I was twenty twelve. October of twenty twelve. Yeah, I was twenty one. Okay, Dave, do you know how old you would have been? 20. Uh. Like 13, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you would think I'm 13, by the way, this post is. Uh, so, okay, mind you, this is, they just announced, and for those of you unfamiliar with Marvel movies, they tend to announce things in phases, you know? Uh, they would famously, like, at San Diego Comic-Con or D23, be like, this is the next phase of Marvel movies, you know? And that's when they announce, you know, the next Captain America movie, the next Avengers movie, the next this, this, and that. And they get the wall of logos. Yeah, the giant wall of logos with like the dates that all the movies are coming out. Um, so this was after they had just announced Phase Two. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> I think Marvel is going uh, in the wrong direction with Phase Two uh, of the <laughs> Avengers universe. No legitimate reason why they're putting out Guardians of the Galaxy in parentheses. Yeah, no clue who the fuck they are either. Uh, but no Hulk, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, or buying any of the rights to any of the other Fox-owned properties like Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, or X-Men. Lightning doesn't always strike twice, Kevin Feige. And you know what? That boy was right. Lightning doesn't always strike twice. It strikes 23 times because <laughs> everything they fucking done since then has turned to gold. But, like, again, that's 19-year-old me where I'm just like. <sighs> you know what? They should listen to you. They might have done good. <laughs> <laughs> you know but like how <laughs> you know I like how often does that happen you know like i kind of like even now i'm at I'm 27 i'm gonna be 28 later and like i still think i've got it figured out for sure i don't you know like i try i try my best to to mentor all the younger people that we work with you know the the marks and Jeanettes, uh the juans just because like whatever wisdom I can impart, like you are, like you are not going to listen to it, you know. Like they're, they're they're listening, but it's like you are not going to like actually use this now, and that's fine, you know. Because at some point later on, like you know, someone else will say it or someone else will put it in perspective for you. And because it's happened with me plenty of times, then you kind of go, "Oh shit!" It pops up in the back of your head, like, "Oh shit!" This Birdo th- did tell me that once. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what is funny? Though? I've noticed like people of that age, you know, the people that you've mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, they don't they don't make as big of missteps as we would have, uh, probably because like social media has been around for like the bulk of their lives rather than us, you know, trailblazing and pioneering through all this <laughs> shit. That, but like, I think now like younger people, they uh, occasionally you'll you'll get some weird stuff like Mark posting about his one true love. <laughs> God bless him. Well, like you, he loves her, okay. Like you have a daughter, you know. Is that like is yeah. it like how scary is it for you? And I mean, like not only having a child, you know, in this yeah. like social media age, but like having a daughter. And like I again, from the interactions I've had with her, I'm like, well, like clearly you and Annie have done a good job, and she has a good, you know a a good head on her shoulders. But like there still has to be that like fear in the back of your head, right? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, I'll tell you what, my biggest fear is of other people, uh, sending her stuff. That's like, because Mm -hmm. of course, no matter how much progress we think we've made, men are always going to be shitheads and they're going to be guided by their hormones. And I mean, as we see, you know, tying it back to wrestling, you know, we've seen a lot of wrestlers do some really questionable stuff to not only females, but females that are underage. And it's just, I, I knew, so we let her on some social media sooner than we did with the boys because, you know, when the boys were younger, there was just, there wasn't that much protocol or etiquette and stuff. And so we were a little scared. Now, you know, especially at her age, all her friends are on Snapchat. All her friends are on TikTok. We haven't let her on a Facebook yet, but like, you know, yeah, we set Facebook's a bunch of, anyway. we, yeah, but like we, we set a bunch of rules for engagement and like, don't add anyone you don't know. Uh, we've, we've widened the net a little bit. So like if she knows someone that she plays like a game with regularly, that's in her age appropriate group, we'll let her, you know, add them as a friend on stuff. But, you know, I'm a big believer of, you know, you can't completely shelter your child. And then the second they walk out, it's a nuclear wasteland that they don't know how to deal with. So we give her a little bit of rope. Um, and there, there have been times where people have said inappropriate things and she's come directly to us to tell us. And, you know, I think that's great. I, I, I think giving her her own agency while also kind of tending the garden a little bit, you know, just making sure like if she's got a blind side to something, we inform her of it. Um, but yeah, I, I will say like before I had a daughter, I had a really big blind spot to a lot of this stuff, uh, especially, you know, with the way, you know, I've interacted with people, uh, females in the past, like there's things that like you don't sometimes think about, um, that like, life experience opens your eyes to. And so that's kind of been the adventure of having my daughter and having her one be online on PlayStation or be on, you know, social media and stuff. It is, it is a little bit scary. It's kind of like too, like if you have a student driver in the house and you're very scared, you're not just scared of the way they drive. You're scared of someone else rear ending them and causing a pileup. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's out of control. No, I get like, I, like to like a lesser extent like i've always kind of been like very like protective of my little brother um just because and like mind you like i don't know what it what good karma that my parents had i mean as far as like me and my siblings we've never been like 
like drinkers, smokers, nothing like. Which again, hey, there's nothing bad with that stuff. No. It's just I I know the way my mother is, and to that I might as well be shooting up heroin. Like if I like I had I had a girlfriend. Well, I had a girlfriend once, uh, but she like she was 21, and so she would come over and like I remember one time she like she bought a beer, one beer to eat with our food. You would have thought that she fucking dragged a keg in our living room and was just handing it off to like my nephew and like just we're having a party you know it's just like the way she reacted and i don't know and just vomiting on herself that sounds like a very hispanic mom thing because my mom was the same way exactly um but fucking uh oh geez oh yeah so so, so, yeah so it's so (laughs) we um we know we've just never been into any of that stuff but like my sister, you know, she was a troublemaker. My, both my sister and I were troublemakers. You know, I was better at getting away with it. Uh, she wasn't, you know, like it's, I, I want to have her on one of these days just to talk about it because it's like, again, we were both very much doing the same things. And I like, except the police was bringing her out after like midnight and I was, you know, out running and jumping fences and escaping the police. Uh, but nevertheless, like, I was like, oh man, I don't want my brother to like do all the same shit you know i'm like i don't want him to fall in line with like the wrong people but like he just he's just this like little wrestling nerd that doesn't you know him and his friends will go to target or go to like comic book stores and things like that but like again it's it, it was always just like growing up where uh, you know it was like oh please don't hang around like these fucking kids please don't hang around like the bad crowd and it's kind of like you mentioned dave like you know you can only shelter someone for so long because and and, i mean i think it's safe to say for all of us like the most like reckless people that we know were the ones that were sheltered the most you know kind of yeah yeah like i i mean like for me like i grew like i said i grew up really religious the worst people <laughs> I have known in my life were pastors' kids. They were always the ones, you know, that ended up being drug dealers or were getting DUIs or, you know, all sorts of stuff. And like growing up, it was because one, they they had that position of being sheltered, and two, they they also had like this air of invincibility around everyone. But mm-hmm. yeah, like some sometimes some people will go out into the real world and just their brain will melt and they won't know what to do. And then, so they just do the worst thing, you know, it's like Rumspringa. Rumspringa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to sex drive. Uh, do you know what I, you know what I recently saw was we'll, 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 we'll kind of, uh, all the heady, uh, psychedelic talk and stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, we're winding down now. Um, but I recently saw a Euro re rewatch Euro trip. Yes. Um, yeah. Which, like, again, you mentioned, Dave, like, a lot of things are, like, you know, it's of their time. And even that, that came out in 04, I believe. Um, and even, like, a lot of the language they were using in that, a lot of, like, the... And mind you, it's what, it is it is every early 2000s movie, so they're using a lot of the same, like, sex tropes and just, like, things, you know, were, like, ugh, butt stuff and, like... Just like silly stuff, silly, silly, gross, like vulgar comedy. But I, I love that. But it's still funny. Yeah, like there, (laughs) there are a lot of I don't, I, and I don't know, I don't know how kids like now, you know, like I don't know how Peyton would feel now about like, because she, I don't think she would get any sort of nostalgia for like a late '90s, you know, like early 2000s movies, like the like one of my favorite things as a kid. 
um was a the what is like the new cinema logo like you know when you're watching like a to me because it was always at the beginning of mortal kombat where you see like the little logo comes up and that you know it's like the new line cinema new line cinema logo you know like it just comes on and to me it's like if i see that before a movie i'm like oh hell yeah heart starts racing you're like like, oh i'm about to like i feel that way about the mask like that new line cinema logo would come like the mask it's time to watch exactly you know right because there's so many movies like that where it's just like oh yeah this is gonna be good like even to is new line cinema not a thing anymore or no i think they are i think they they might have a new logo now yeah but i mean it's like you know with uh like the fox movies how i mean they don't anymore but like at the you know at the front they used to have like yeah the whole exactly yeah that would play and you're just like oh fuck yeah you're like this is about to be like the best it really got you hyped yeah and i just i don't i don't think there's a lot of that anymore because even with like tvs like what TVs have what like what's the last TV show that you guys remember that had like a fucking really cool like intro? Like intro uh, song? You mean like, like a theme song? I mean just probably a, 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 like a memorable theme song or like actual intro, you know? I mean I really dig the like on Netflix with like boom like when it starts. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Um HBO, it used to be like when the Sopranos would come come on and you have like the HBO logo with the static. And then you would hear like the clicker click sound. Like I'm conditioned to like this is gonna be good when I hear that. Um, and now there's the HBO Max fucking thing. But um, yeah, probably probably anything Netflix now. Now that now that Nick mentions, <laughs> we'll see. Like I like to me, I think like with t- with actual like TV intros, I think Game of Thrones is probably the last one that yeah. like yeah, you know, because even like I think the shows. Like Watchmen, I love Watchmen, but I gun to my head. I don't, I don't think they ever had any sort of like cre- <clears throat> credits or anything like that. You so. like, you know, intro like, which is nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, just get in, you know get I, into you, it. You know what I have like, and you know, we we talk a lot about Wandavision here. I've loved their intros, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, clearly these are different sitcom tropes. But like, um, like the one that just happened, it was like. Uh, family ties, growing pains, and full house mashed together, and I was like, I get that reference. <laughs> I know what you're talking. So like, you know, or they had like the bewitched themed entrance. I like, I love stuff like that 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 are, you know, homage or pastiche, if you will. But like, uh, I love. I we clearly don't have enough good TV themes anymore. No, listen for. <laughs> YouTube and just go through sitcom intros and you got like Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, the Cheers you know, theme. Full House, Step by Step, Cheers. Yeah, you can name all those, but like you, you really can't hum any other TV show's theme. Listen, first off, I would die for Baby Vision um, from the opening <laughs> credits of this one. Just Baby Vision because <laughs> so, someone's got to do a Baby Vision and a Baby Yoda friendship mashup. Oh, I want I want Baby Vision to overtake Baby Yoda in terms of popularity. <laughs> he looks horrifying though. That's but I why, love him. That's why listen, if I had a monkey's paw <laughs> if I had that monkey's paw, one of those wishes would be wasted on make Baby Vision uh as big of a pop culture icon as Baby Yoda, if not surpass. <laughs> um But yeah, no, I, I I definitely get that. Like I think like Stranger Things had like a pretty cool like intro but i think based on the whole like um oh we're just throwing it's just a throwback to the 80s you know where it's gonna be the title card and then the creepy music yeah the creepy music playing 
I love the Parks and Rec theme. Like I, I constantly like I'm just like whistling it in my head. And yeah. it's like it's just like it's so happy and like Thirty Rock too. Thirty Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they, I like when they would do the live shows. Because they're like Thirty Rock live yes. show. Uh <laughs> yeah, like I there is something, you know, like that I enjoy about like the like I at work all the time I'll randomly start chanting the um what the fuck are these these, these two broads, uh, the ones from Wisconsin, um Shout out Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, shout out Wisconsin. Uh Shamil, Shamazel, Hoff Pepper Incorporated. Oh uh Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Shirley. Yeah, you know, like that's just like we're gonna do it. Like I wish there were more intros to T V like that where it's like explain the plot to me in the first, you know, thirty <laughs> to forty five seconds. Like Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's is one I never watched. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's such a fun show. Oh, Gilligan is great. <laughs> I I grew up so hard watching Nick at Night, um, and they would always have like they'd have Gilligan's Island on there. Um, gosh, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, I love Lucy. They played Bewitched. Uh, a lot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's where I that's where I first saw it. I'm trying to think what else, but like a lot of those older shows, uh, I grew, but I also grew up watching Cheers and like Mash, because like the TV that I had in my room only got like a certain amount of channels, and like Mash was just always on. Uh, do you, Do you know what the name of the Mash theme song is? Uh, Suicide is painless. <laughs> what a What a horrific song! <laughs> I, it's like oh oh oh. See, that, I I watched Mash, but I, I I never really paid attention to the intro. And then upon discovering Three Six Mafia, they have this one song where I was like, "Man, what song do they use to sample this? This sounds fucking awesome." And then I look it up, and it's like "Suicide Is Painless," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then I listened to it, and I was like, "Wait, I was like, this is the Mash like, theme oh, song. This sounds hardcore. It's the Mash theme song." Yeah, I was like, "Oh geez!" Like in my head, I was like, "Wait, I was like, is the name of this Three Six Mafia song called Suicide Is Painless?" Like I thought it was it sounds like a fucking black sabbath song or something yes <laughs> uh well all right guys we'll uh, we'll wait, wait be, before we wrap up speaking of songs every time i go into work and i see nick and then i leave i forgot to tell him about a song and i kick myself every time and i feel weird about calling him up and telling him so i was watching some weird video about how to uh paint a ufo toy and whether it's to make it look like it was rusty and this guy was like and while i do this listen to this song by my friend and it was the most hauntingly beautiful song about the roswell incident (laughs) so i i know you like aliens it's called the roswell incident by suzanne mcdermott but she sings this folk ballad about and this didn't really happen to her but it's about like when she was a kid they heard the crash they found some debris and like the government came in and they know what they saw but they had to cover it up but it's done in like the most hauntingly beautiful folk ballad and i think you get a kick out of it so you said suzanne look mcdermott up. yeah the roswell incident the, it's I, I like songs like that because like there was nick famously on every and whenever he does his podcast he'll ask the he tends to do like a little q a and my go-to Q&A questions, like one of them is always, what happened to the lost city of Atlantis? And it was the episode that he did with his dad where his dad was like, oh, you mean like this song? It was like some old song from like the 70s. Like I remember looking it up and it was just, it was also that. It was just like this like beautiful ballad about like Atlantis. Uh, and like even more recently, there's a, 
like a TikTok. Like again, I don't I don't really like do TikTok and stuff, but sometimes those videos come up on Instagram, so like I'll watch them. And there's this like old disco song called um Rasputin that like a lot of people are like super into and stuff. Very and good I, song. Yes. It's a really good song. Like I listen to it. <laughs> And like I, I told Eric, I was Zisselman who works with us because he's Russian. I was like, oh, I was like, have you ever heard this song before? And I like he listened to it. And he's like, what fucked up Russian propaganda is this? Because the whole song is just like, yeah, like you know, it's like ah, oh, Rasputin, you know, like he was such a great guy and had a massive dick, which is true. He they famously had like a ten inch dick that like when they killed him, they put it in a jar in some sort of museum oh, to yeah. display yeah. it. It's still a meaty truncheon. <laughs> yeah, that guy was... Russia, guys. Yeah. And I, it, like, now I understand why the song says he was so popular with, like, all the Russian girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's the same thing with music. You know, there's not enough funny, cute little ballads about, uh, you know, yeah. one of the most... Uh, <laughs> an evil evil man like Rasputin. Uh, but, <laughs> Nick, thank you for joining us on, on this episode. Like, we... Uh, you know, we always appreciate any time you come by and like as as you are as much a part of like the PWT cast as Dave and I and the fact that like you were the you were the one who pushed me over the edge and we're just like, yeah, do it. Start a podcast. I'm the third Beatle. Yeah, you're basically you and Jeremy are, you know, the third and fourth Beatle. <laughs> Cousin Jeremy at least. Um but yeah, if, if people wanna you go ahead plug away. If people wanna find you, wanna listen to you, where can they uh do all that? Um yeah, I guess I mean like my my podcast that comes out occasionally, uh, my Violet Tendencies, and that's available pretty much anywhere you're listening to this podcast. You probably find it on there as well. Uh, it is very strange sometimes, but it's fun, and I like doing it. It's 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 pretty cool. Uh, you can follow me on everything pretty much at the Matt Nicks, T H E M A T T K N I C K S. Check out Freelance Wrestling. Uh, it's that wrestling company that I own. It's pretty cool. Uh, FreelanceWrestling.com or just Freelance Wrestling anywhere on social medias. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to plug. Uh, uh, coming soon, Matt Nick's Micro Brawler. <laughs> yeah, one day maybe. Uh, Boy, people, see that people were going crazy about that. Like that was so funny. I for, for anyone that doesn't know, we put a test image. A test product on on Nick's page on Perversities, which you should plug, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. And then people just bought it, like twenty of them, because they thought it was a Matt Nick's brawler. So it's so funny, but yeah, there is no micro brawler on there. But if you go to Pro Wrestling Tees slash Matt Nick's, uh, there's some pretty fun purple inspired shirts on there. Uh, a lot of them. Uh, our, our good buddy Julio designed for me. I was doing, I was doing like these monthly deals where I was like uh, d- putting out a new shirt once a month, and I was donating all the profits uh, of that month to uh, different charities that I was uh, finding, specifically Chicago-based um, ones. And uh, you know, unfortunately, not too many people bought them, but a couple people did. And you know, I would just kind of like match the donations uh, just to kind of help out, especially during the pandemic. It's been like insane for everyone. But uh, I might start doing that again if people, you know, buy shit, I guess. Um, but yeah, buy a shirt. Uh, adopt, don't shop. That's 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 it. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Nick, you let me win a wrestling match. So you'll always be my favorite person. Thank you again for coming on this. And uh, yeah, let's uh, this GTFO you guys. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha.
we could have talked with the marvelous one for probably another hour or so especially towards the end when we started talking like just you know it, it tends to be the way we are we're like all right let's wrap it up and then we just oh and this oh and that um but well, he's one of my favorite people at the shop too because as you guys can tell he helps facilitate others like like no other person right he'll, he'll encourage you he'll tell you to follow your dreams and he's also one of the more humble people where like like sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, Nick, man, you, you matter a lot. And he's just, he's so, uh, self-deprecating to a fault. And that's what makes him so lovable. He, he doesn't have like a big ego. He doesn't have a big head, but he loves helping others. And he's a good friend. Yeah. I mean, I constantly tell him how, like, yeah, it, how proud I am of him, how happy, I, like how much I admire him, you know, and like yeah. the dude wrestled Cody on dynamite. That will forever be the coolest thing to me on top of like and he should have stretched him. He should have stretched him, brother. But like on top of he let me win a wrestling match. Yeah. Like who does that? You know, like one of those crazy things I thought like as a 12 year old kid, man, like, I would totally love to wrestle. And then I never did it because I have I clearly don't have the technical prowess but he let me win a match and let me and, do- and that's and that's the thing too that was such that was like a small token for him to do for you and it was such a big thing for you um and i think we could all learn from that lesson just little acts of kindness to your friends and it, it could mean the whole world to someone exactly so. so we love matt nicks make sure you know you go listen to his podcast he has some pretty good episodes like i mentioned you know uh, there's the one with his dad where it's just his dad busting his balls for like an hour <laughs> which is again super fun um and then we've recorded some with him as well you know it's the one where dave you know dave gets into some wild stories that he doesn't tell on here so you know as a little teaser go go listen to some of those um but hey you know we've i I mentioned earlier up front uh about me hanging out with some old friends in the form of you know vivian and hondra and diana and you know this episode itself consisted of us sitting down with again an old friend and um just shooting the ship well with this being the 80th episode uh you know i said let's get let's let's bring in another old friend um there's a segment that we used we used to do a lot more frequently and admittedly it's been no one's fault but our own uh that it's hasn't been brought back as frequently uh but i'm of course talking about fan of the week uh you know for those of you unfamiliar we get these wonderfully worded uh emails every single week that maggie and julio have to sift through um some more wonderful than others and uh we enjoy reading them here so i'm gonna go ahead and hit the music uh composed by the wonderful kevin aldrich kevin buddy we love you hope you're doing well and uh i'm going to read this one because uh it's just it if there's one thing that i love listen i bad bunny showed up to monday night raw and fucking all these old racist white dudes which for them listen you don't have to be old and white and racist to not like him but the ones on twitter screaming the loudest are just like old 40 to 50 year old white guys who don't understand like they're really showing their ass really showing their ass uh and listen and like marty DeRosa, a friend of the show said on his show nobody there is nobody in the world who is going to give a single fuck about miz and morrison at wrestlemania so don't complain now that they're likely going to wrestle bad bunny but yeah. bad, bad bunny showed up uh, uh 
representing old school uh, reggaeton in a Tego Calderon t-shirt, which was like, oh, I love this guy because he is someone who acknowledges the past a lot. Um, so, and you'll see why I brought that up. But, but hey, without any further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's Fan of the Week. Discrump and stank, I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. All right, Dave, this week's fan of the week uh, comes from uh, Julian from Parts Unknown. Julian says, Comment. There is a scene in the movie Fast Five where they are looking at a police station from across the street on the roof. It shows a front shot of all the main characters, and Tego Calderon is wearing a t-shirt that looks like a championship belt is on his shoulders. Have you ever, or will you ever, sell shirts that you would be able to make a custom shirt like that? Um, Yes, it's called One Hour Tees. It is the sister website of Pro Wrestling Tees, where you can get any t-shirt made like that, as long as you provide us the artwork, uh, and we can get it to you as quick as one hour or five to seven business days. Um... I do always find it hilarious when people send us emails like that where it's like, well, if you browse the website for, I don't know, all of five minutes, you may find your answer. But instead, let's uh, let's message Maggie and uh, ask her our concerns about whether or not we have this Tego Calderon t-shirt. Um, but yeah, that is uh, that is a fan of the week this week. I, I just, I never thought that Maggie would get a question concerning Juan Tego Calderon. Uh, so I, I very much wanted to read that, uh, but you guys, uh, it's it's been a, it's been a long one this week. Uh, next week, next week's episode will be a little bit different. So we've mentioned, uh, you know, we're gonna be starting this Patreon. Um, the title of this movie show still it, it'll be revealed next week, uh, but we'll be doing the first episode that we'll be releasing for free just for you guys to hear, you know, a little bit what it's gonna be like, uh, and we're gonna be talking about Kill Bill. Uh, it's a film that I love. You know, I a few weeks back when I was I rewatched one and two. I talk at lengths about it. When when Tarantino's best, I think. Yeah. Um, and so of course we were like, oh, we you know we should you know it's it'll be released the day after Valentine's and maybe we should do a romantic movie. And what's more romantic than Kill Bill? You know, like uh, you're. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, it's a at its heart, it's a, it's a movie about romance. So we'll be reviewing that uh, with none other than a friend of the show, Brody King. You know, uh, Brody's become like a friend of mine through this, a friend of ours. He sent that. Yeah. We got that really cool Brody King poster that's hanging up in the shop right now. Looks so cool, so fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll be talking with him, Kill Bill, and uh, it'll kind of just be you know like a a little teaser of, of what's to come with these future movie episodes. So that'll be next week. And yeah, like I mentioned, there'll be another bonus episode. that will show up on your feed for free on Saturday. If you want to listen to it, if you don't, um, that's fine. Uh, I prefer you to listen to it though. Cause, uh, I, you know, we recorded for a while. Um, but all right guys, uh, I'm, Oh, sorry. I'm getting a message right now. Um, hold on. It appears that I've run out of things to say, David. Oh, I think that was a group message because I got that same one too. So, all right, you guys. Well, for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump, and this is Stank, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. 
we've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.